The scripture today is Proverbs 22, verses 1 through 9. A good name is to be chosen rather than great riches. A favor is better than silver or gold. The rich and the poor have this in common. The Lord is a maker of them all. The clever see danger and hide, but the simple go on and suffer for it. The rewards for humility and fear of the Lord is riches and honor and life. Thorns and snares are in the way of the perverse. The caution will keep far from them. Train children in the right way, and when old, they will not stray. The rich rule over the poor, and the bower is the slave of the lender. Whoever sows injustice will reap calamity, and the rod of anger will fail. Those who are generous are blessed, for they share their bread with the poor. couple of things I'll check before I begin to preach because I forget to do things that I put off. Uh, with the holiday tomorrow, my understanding is the food pantry will be open. Is that correct? That is correct. Are the game players going to come and play games or are you going to sleep in tomorrow? The game players are not playing games this week. They will be kind to me and not beat me up this week. Thank you, game players, for a week off from the humiliation and pain of playing with you. But I'll be back. <laughs> well, today is the first time in life, to my awareness or recollection, that I am preaching a sermon from the book of Proverbs. And I suspect that many of my colleagues could say the same if they were to preach a sermon from the book of Proverbs. Probably most sermons from the book of Proverbs take a single line because Proverbs is structured in a peculiar way in that for the most part one line has nothing to do with the last line or the next line. It is essentially a list of positive sayings uh, unrelated to one another, except related in the sense of offering good guidance. Uh, the book of Proverbs is not the only book that I don't often or have never preached. It's unfortunately true that most of us as Christians reading the Bible or preachers preaching the Bible, nearly everybody has a Bible that consists of 15 or fewer books of the Bible. We find our favorites, but all of us who have worked occupations have learned 
You don't grow in your understanding by learning over and over again what you already know. There are books of the Bible awaiting your attention. Books of the Bible that you've not put time in with. 66 books of the Bible, and yet our awareness extends primarily to 15. We all need to do some work on that. Uh, I've been taught, and I believe most of you have been taught, that every, not only every book of the Bible is important and has something to say, all 66 books of the Bible have a message for you. 1,189 chapters of those books have something to say to you. 31,102 verses of the Bible. How many of you could live better lives with 31,000 positive uh, pieces of guidance? I think most of us are lacking a few thousand of those 31,000. So we want to be attentive to all of scripture. And so I'm preaching from Proverbs, and I've got to invite you to walk with me through the stages of my relationship with the book of Proverbs. Um, I'm entitling the sermon, Words from the Wise, reversing the normal saying, A Word to the Wise. Because if you really need to receive these words of wisdom, you're hoping to become the wise. You are not yet the wise. Proverbs will get you there. Words from the wise. The wise, not me, not Solomon who wrote most of the book of Proverbs. Wisdom that comes from on high through Solomon, through me, and through many of you. That's the words from the wise we're wanting to focus on as we preach today. First phase was me and Proverbs, phase one. Proverbs at that stage of my life were what they are translated to be, sayings, cutesy sayings potentially helpful sayings, but optional sayings. You can live with them or live without them. At stage one, the book of Proverbs was not much different for me than fortune cookies in a Chinese restaurant. Nice things to say, but not necessary things being said. They had no command for me. They placed no demand on me. They had no authority. They were just sayings like the proverb of Forrest Gump. Life is like a box of chocolates. That's a proverb, but it's not in our Bible. Sayings. In phase one, one saying was as good as another. We've all played games with that Confucius says and plug in whatever we want to say. Proverbs are simple in construction, but as we look at these biblical proverbs, pay some attention to their content. Verse one, which we read, and I've got in my pile somewhere, 
Verse 1, a good name is to be chosen rather than great riches, and favor is better than silver or gold. It's not just a saying, it's a saying that conveys essential values. In this hurry-up world, we want to learn how things operate or where to get particular things, but we don't typically value anymore those things that teach us values. Proverbs convey essential values. Verse 2, the rich and the poor have this in common. The Lord is the maker of them all. And so Proverbs also speak universal truth. As you may note, they each can stand on their own. They don't need 10 other Proverbs to agree with them. One line in the book of Proverbs can tell you a life-changing truth. In verse 3, the clever see danger and hide, but the simple go on and suffer for it. Proverbs teach and reflect wisdom. Not as a narrative, that's the primary difference between the Proverbs and the parables. Jesus does the same thing with parables that Solomon does with Proverbs, and that is to teach people a better way of life through these seemingly unrelated references. Jesus, in teaching you how to treat one another, may talk about how a tree will grow or how deep a well might be. Jesus uses parables, and Solomon uses Proverbs. I moved from phase one into the second phase, and Proverbs began to grow in my respect for them and those who speak Proverbs. The proverbial people in my life took a step up as I began to grow. Uh, mature adults began to have a different place in my life. You know, as a child, 25-year-old people are old and no longer useful. But by the time I was 19 or 20 and could see 25 from where I was standing, older people began to be more useful and smarter in my life. I discovered the role of the sage in my life. I began to gravitate toward older people. The older, the better, because the more stories they had to tell me about life as they discovered it and grew in it, they saved me some missteps with their wisdom. You meet the same people on the way up as coming down. That's not from scripture, but it's a proverb that teaches a whole lot of folks to be careful how they treat the people around them. I respected these proverbial people, but the Proverbs were still optional in my life in stage two. In stage two, you and me and most people thought we could be smart enough to succeed in the world without wisdom. If you were clever enough or talked fast enough or hid what you were doing well enough, you could be successful in life without these proverbs and without wisdom. 
but the Proverbs kept teaching. Verse 4, the reward for humility and fear of the Lord is riches and honor and life. These Proverbs often offer us promise. Verse 5, thorns and snares are the way of the perverse. The cautious will keep far from them. So Proverbs, besides offering promise, offer you warnings. Prevent some mud puddles you might otherwise have stepped in. Verse 6, train children in the right way, and when old they will not stray. Proverbs say the obvious. Proverbs say the obvious, and so I kept growing. Proverbs kept growing to be more important in my life. Proverbs grew and I grew. I came to experience them as thick with meaning. Before, I thought in order to say more, you had to talk longer. But Proverbs can, in a single line, change your life if you'll listen to what they're saying. I now believe that the Proverbs teach us about us. And so going on, verse 7, the rich rule over the poor, and the borrower is the slave of the lender. How many of you without the Bible have discovered the enslavement that comes from being indebted? How many of you wish you had read it in the book instead of discovering it on your credit rating? Proverbs teach and reflect wisdom. Verse 8, whoever sows injustice will reap calamity, and the rod of anger will fail. Again, Proverbs issue warnings. And finally, verse 9, those who are generous are blessed, for they share their bread with the poor. Those who are generous why don't all you generous people wave your hand? Who's generous in here? Those who are generous are blessed for they share their bread with the poor. Don't you know or know of some people that think the greatest blessing comes from the greatest possessions that you hold on to for yourself? The longest pool table, the deepest swimming pool, the longest travel itinerary. How many of you know people who thought they could acquire those things and be more blessed? No, those who are generous are blessed. Those who share what they have, for they share their bread with the poor. I have discovered the Proverbs, especially the biblical Proverbs, I've discovered them. They provide the secret sauce that is needed to live godly lives. Uh, I can tell you how to do many things and tell you where to get many things, but the Proverbs tell you what to do with what you acquire and what you come to know. The book of Proverbs is scripture, not fillers in your Bible. The book of Proverbs is essential to our faith. Value these sayings. Quote them. Study them. Live them. They and this message are intended as words from the wise 
to the wise.